Good evening, everyone. Good to be with you. So I, again, good to be with you all. It's um, my second time here in this new house of yours. I feel very welcome. And um, I did not plan a particular talk for today. That's okay. But um, just uh, as we arrived, Padmanabh Swami graciously reminded me today was the uh, Tirubhav of Narottam Thakur, Narottam Das Thakur, Jai. So um, I'll say just a few words about him and... Uh, And as Mars mentioned that, my mind went to one of his songs, one of the lines of one of his songs. I'll try to um, speak a little bit more about that, of course. But not, but, but of course, Narutam Thakur is a very important uh, acharya in our sampradaya, and he um, um, appeared uh, really in the first generation after the immediate associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He was a disciple of Lokanath Goswami, who along with Rupa Sanatana, settled in Vrindavan, and uh, to some extent he, as Rupa Sanatana, was also commissioned to do the kind of work that they um, did there to uh, excavate the places of Krishna's pastimes. Uh, and um, and so on. Um, reestablish the, uh, the glories of Vrindavan, if you will that had been covered by time, which, as the Christian says in the Gita, that happens from time to time. He says, what is the verse? Evam parampara praptam im raja shayovidhu sakalena mata yoganashta parantapa. So kakala, by the influence of time, sometimes the influence of bhakti in the world in the form of the dham, in the form of the teachings, in the form of representation of the teachings through uh, saints and so forth um, becomes covered and there's a need for a new investment, uh, a reinvestment uh, such that um, the world may take advantage. So our founding charges, Rupa Sanatana in particular, um, they uh, uh, were very much part of this with regard to Excavating the, or reestablishing in the world uh, the uh, importance of the significance of Vrindavan. It's one of the reasons why Bhaktivinoda sometimes was referred to as Seventh Goswami for what he did uh, in relation to Navadweep, establishing the place of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's birth and his works like Navadweep Dham Mahatmya. Taranga and so on and so forth. And of course, like the Goswamis, he also was very prolific in writing many, many books. But uh, uh, to back to the central theme, Narutam Thakur, the disciple of Lokanath Goswami, and the lone disciple of Lokanath Goswami, while he himself had many, 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 many disciples. He became so prominent in outreach and also with regard to um, 
the way I think in which he was able to um, engage in wide dissemination of the teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which is evidence of the depth of his own insight and realization. Uh, Prabhupada used to say, for example, that he took the uh, very esoteric and abstract, uh, obscure, secret teachings of the Vedas, which is not for everyone. You know that the um, Uttarmimamsa of the Veda, which is uh, the Upanishad, the smaller section, section that Krishna tells Arjuna to gravitate towards, right? In the second chapter he says what? Trigunya Vishaya Veda, Nistrigunya Bhavarjuna, Nirdvandvanitva Satvastod Yogachematmavan. Trigunya Vishaya Veda. Mostly the Vedas are dealing with that which falls within the gunas, Satvagun, Rajagun, and Tamaguna. He told them, gravitate towards that smaller section. Hmm. <laughs> it's really bigger section, <laughs> right? Smaller in one sense, but bigger in another sense. And, uh, we do have to look at a different way of measuring things um, in, um, with regard to the entirety of the subjects that we, uh, we, we speak about. And we'll, we'll get to that a little bit more going forward, I think. But um, smaller in volume of writing, but much bigger and accommodating in content, the Upanishads, which literally, as I've oftentimes mentioned, means Upanishad, sit close. So the implication is come close because I'm going to tell you the secret and it's not for the common people because the common people are not interested in such a thing, hmm? typically. Now, when I was younger, sometimes in, in selling Prabhupada's books, which um, I was uh, engaged in for a number of years, um, I would... Uh, uh, on a regular basis, meet people who um, had seen the books or had gotten one somewhere and, and thought it was like. I remember one guy in particular, and he was a lawyer. He said, I've seen those books. They're, they're all, he thought, they're all gibberish. He said, he thought that we had just printed out something, you know, that didn't make any sense and we're just, you know, hawking books to make, make money. Mm. So. Trigun, what, it, no, what, is, uh, what does Prahlad say? Hmm. Prahlad Maharaj. He says, Matirna Krishna Paratasvatova Mitobipadita Grihabhatanam. If one is Grihabhrata, hmm, you want to be Dhritavrata, not Grihabhrata. <laughs> Grihabhrata means, it literally means like who's got a vow or a commitment to. Um, of building a kingdom for oneself in this world. Krishna says it in another way in the Gita. Samadhi, no. You'll never get. If Bhogaishvaya Prasaktanam, you're too attached to acquisition, right? Inward, we say, go within or go without, right? So that's not the the main flow, right? And so in a sense the uh, the the Upanishads are 
pushing against the uh, against the current. Mm. And Narutam Thakur, as, as I'm saying, Prabhupada used to characterize him as having uh, the ability to take that esoteric and secret and, and somewhat difficult to understand uh, uh, insight. I sometimes say when, when giving uh, initiation and we give the Konti Mala, the neck beads, the Tulsi neck beads, that they're meant to, you know, they said to protect you. From what someone might ask, you know, and I've heard it said that you know, that they protect you from radiation in case there's a nuclear war, but I'm not so sure about that. So one of the ways in which they protect us is, is that people often, at least my experience, is they ask, "What are those beads? Those are nice." And then you know, uh, "What do I burn over again?" You know, the cash register. I'm going to tell this lady, you know, uh, how do you start? You know. Um, So he was characterized or described uh, by Prabhupada as being able to take these esoteric teachings and explain them in simple Bengali language um, that would uh, really exceed in its simplicity even works, later works like, uh, or well, would have been earlier works, uh, more sophisticated works like Chaitanya Charitamrita. Chaitanya Charitamrita courses taking the Goswami's teachings, which are all written in Sanskrit, and putting them in 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 in, in Bengali, hmm? um, to make them available to the common people. But still, it's a very theologically sophisticated text, hmm? Chaitanya Charitamrita, and it requires reading and studying, which is a different thing than something that lends itself to uh, singing in the shower, if you will, which is how you might characterize Narutam Thakur's approach to the matter. And along with his poems and songs and so forth, he put the whole esoteric truths of the Veda that ultimately comes to Golok, Golokeru Premodhan, Harinam Sankirtan, mm-hmm. uh, in song. Mm-hmm. Um, to give you another uh, example, the uh, in our Paribar, the great uh, and exalted uh, Abadut Gorkeshwar um, um, Das Babaji Maharaj is said to be illiterate. He couldn't read or write, and, and he was also, at least uh, uh, by the time that uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsi Thakur had come under their shelter, he was more than not blind. Hmm? But he used to carry with him the songbook like Pratana or Prembhakti Chandrika of, of Narutam Thakur. Hmm? So at some point he must have learned the songs and even though he couldn't read them, arguably he'd take, keep the book with him and maybe give it to somebody else while he, they could sing along. So um, that's very uh, extraordinary Kind of accomplishment. Obviously, he could. He could. He Narutam Thakur could also speak in sophisticated circles hmm, as well. And um, and um, and at the same time, to the common people and even to foreign people. Hmm. So, for example, he was very uh, um, effective in, uh, in 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 Manipur hmm, there. Uh, 
and a whole group of Manipur Godias uh, uh, arose out of his, uh, his 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 wide campaign there. So very wide campaign, very deep. It's very difficult to be deep and to be broad at the same time. They're almost contradictory. The broader you want to make it, the bigger the circle you want it to be, uh, uh, the lower the, the common denominator. Hmm? So typically we see some group is very esoteric and small, or it's very, very broad and and lacks um, somewhat in, 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 in depth of insight and preoccupation. So he was very, very deep himself and able to be very broad, and his songs um, brought many people within, deep within Gaudi Vaishnava, and still do today. He also was a, a, a kirtanir himself, which makes sense. He wrote so many songs, and he um, is one of two. Who's the other? Kirtaniers who, whose style of playing the Murdunga, hmm? the other I forget, um, became Srinivas. Was it Srinivas? Very, um, uh, you know, predominant. The way, of course, there were no harmoniums, which is thought to be a foreign influence. Hmm? That's a whole other discussion. The way Indian music rag works, and so on and so forth. Um, but um, it is to this one line that my mind went, the line of Narutam Thakur's uh, songs. Then when Marsh mentioned that to me, reminded me that I cited earlier: Goloka Premodhan Harinam Sankirtan. And it connects with something I had spoken about a little bit the other day when we were on a walk and. Something I had been been thinking about. Um, so, with your um, attention, uh, from a habit, I will uh, try to speak a little bit about this uh, line: Goloker of Golok, Goloker Premodhan, Prem, the wealth, of the gift, the wealth of Prem, Goloker Premodhan, Harinams and Kirtan, through the medium of. Uh, Hari's name um, in congregational chanting. The uh, it is said by Thakur Nartan Thakur that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu brought the wealth of Golok, its brain, to the world. Hmm. So this was the method to Mahaprabhu's uh, madness. <clears throat> so, for the moment, we go to Golok. And uh, Golok, of course, is uh, is a name for the um, realm hmm, of Swami Bhagawan, and it's part of uh, what we what is sometimes referred to as the Tripad Vibhuti. Hmm. Tripad means three parts. Hmm. Sometimes it's said. Tripad vibhuti, ekapad vibhuti. Three quarters of the existence is the paravyom, hmm? um, the, uh, the the spiritual world, and one quarter is the material world. But it's pretty hard to divide up infinite. We're also told the material world is 
infinite in numbers and infinite numbers of persons have been liberated and infinite numbers of number of people remain conditioned and so forth. So um, it's re- really some of you, of course, are students of the Sundarbha, so that you know that that uh, uh, Jiva Goswami has uh, given us a better way to measure. And this is again what I was speaking about a little earlier: measurements. Um, we have to kind of like look a little differently. We're trying to live in a in a sense of infinite, right? Even in the Ekpad Vibhuti, it's infinite. So, what do I mean by that in terms of measurement? Uh, not by miles, not by feet, not by distance, but about feeling. I'll give you, before I go into that, Tripad Vibhuti, Ekpad Vibhuti, my mind is drawn to something that uh, from the Bhagavatam, where it could be construed, I don't think if you look real closely at it, it says quite that, but if, if it could be construed that in the fifth canto, uh, where there's a cosmographic uh, section, uh, that the that the moon is said to be, the sun is said to be closer to the earth than the moon. It could be construed to be to, to say that. Um, so once it, that um, was brought up to Pujapad Sridharmarsh, and he said. Yes, it should be thought like that. That 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 because the the influence of the sun is greater upon us, hmm, therefore it's closer, hmm, and the moon is further. So I'm just trying to take us to a different way of measuring and hmm, with feeling, quali- a kind of a qualitative. We want to enter into a qualitative sense of reality and extract ourselves a little bit from the quantitative objective so-called um, world and it's in the sense that if it's not objectively true it's it's, it's lacking in, in in reality and validity and, and and so forth for that matter it's questionable how it, there's something from our perspective from our metaphysic or our worldview there's something that's objective but it's something like a sea of potentialities that's more subjective-like than it is objective. That's what we call matter. We call it the Maya Shakti. It's a Shakti of Bhagawan. Hmm? And when we, when we, we ourselves, a unit of subjectivity, invest ourselves through will in this. In the, in, 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 in the direction of the, the sea of potentialities, then we get a picture, right? Everybody's not getting the same picture in this. That's a, it, it appears that there's hard things out there, if you will. And so, even in modern science, there's there's plenty of people who have started to think about the objective world more subjectively. Hmm? Hmm. But there is something. It's something. It's called the Maya Shakti. It's not nothing like a pure idealism, uh, radical uh, idealism or spiritual monism of, of Shankar. Right? There's something. And and for that matter, the Paravyom is also a sea of potentialities. But it is also something. Hmm? Therefore, there are parameters to what we call it 
because it's a realm of, 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 of feeling where everything is feeling. Here we have feeling in relation to the Maya Shakti that under itself doesn't have feeling, but we repose feeling in it. It has features of it that can reflect feeling and take on a feeling or a subjective like hmm, um, sense uh, like mind uh, and so forth. That's really a dead thing from our perspective, but in contact with, with Atma, then it, it can reflect and so forth. So so, so the Padavyom is also a sea of potentiality, but everything there is pure consciousness. But there's some objectivity to it, and that we call rasatattva, how it how it works. Feelings in relation to the center, and there are different faces of the center. So there are different circles within circles, right? And within the overall circle of Vaikuntha, the Paravyom, the Tripad Vibhuti, which is three, it has three things. It has, It is characterized by immortality, uh, all auspiciousness and fearlessness. Where is Sevanidhi? He's not here. Fearlessness. Hmm. Fearlessness. Uh, Whereas Ekapadvibhuti, the, 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 the material realm is is one fraction, and it's just mortality. Hmm? Sometimes it's referred to as martilokam, hmm? the plane of impermanence, death. Hmm? And to be real hmm? and accept the, the impermanence is to move in the direction of being happy. I mentioned this the other day. Where is it? Bhutan, the people of Bhutan. There's an article sometime back, not too long ago, that they were, they were by some measure, uh, thought to be the happiest people in the world. And the reason was because they were so much schooled in, brought up in, and, uh, uh, to brought up to think about, to relate to, to accept, to embrace impermanence. Hmm. It's kind of a impermanence is kind of a Buddhist uh, way of talking about, but in Buddhism is really Vedanta on on tilt, something like that. (laughs) Um, I mean, the Buddha was a Hindu, that's that's for sure. So, uh, impermanence, they accepted it. You can can relate. I mean, everybody's trying to fight against impermanence. They accepted it. Therefore, they're not invest. That is inv- invested in, in in everything they do because they know from the very start they've been schooled. Well, nothing lasts forever. Right? <laughs> so, <clears throat> martyrlokam, plane of uh, impermanence of, of mortality, and on that side, the plane of immortality, the plane of all auspiciousness, which goes with that, and fearlessness. Right? If you're Living in the plane of mortality, there's going to be fear, and there's going to—it's not going to be auspicious. You're going to move with with trepidation, as we do. So within that tripad vibhuti, that the bigger—I mean, we're we're trying to—I'm talking about Golok, and then where we are in comparison. <laughs> this is this is the the majority. We want to we want to join the group, the majority here. 
um, it's the tree pod, Vibhuti, right? And it's a big place. And there's there's circles within circles there. In other words, there are there are different faces of the Godhead who are the center of different circles of feeling. So the difference in the distance then between Nirvishesh Brahma, for example, an indeterminate feature or aspect, face of the Absolute that's absolute stillness, absolute rest, um, that in comparison to a life of being chased, chasing and being chased is, it sounds like welcome place. But it's not as accommodating, just resting as, as, as if as entering into you know, a party. <laughs> Right, of, of, uh, of uh, f- friends and uh, affectionate dealings and so forth. So, so the distance, if you will, the measurement between Brahman and Vaikuntha is one of feeling from restfulness and kind of a negation of the problem, hmm? Hmm? a permanent negating of a problem and the relief that comes from that to, uh, and it's huge, the distance is huge, from Brahma Sayuja, merging with Brahman, to, let's say, Shanta, Shantarasa. Shantarasa. It's a big feature of Vaikuntha. Vaikuntha. I want to pass quickly through Vaikuntha and then come back. So, it's a big feature of Vaikuntha, Shantaras, Dasya. Then, comparatively, well, Shantaras means like, mm, how would you say it? Like the beatific vision, passive adoration. It's characterized by absence of any material attachment and attachment to Bhagwan. To 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 see him, no interest in his bilas, movement, service. Dasya has those features plus service, and Bhagavad is basically characterized by Dasya and Shanta. And again, I want to come back to that and go into a little bit more detail. But from there, we go to other departments, like for example, Ayodhya. In Ayodhya, we find a very prominent form of dasya in Hanuman and uh, one that affords more intimacy than we will find in Vaikuntha. And we also find a peculiar thing there that, that in that center, that face of the Godhead, Ramchandra, Raghupati Ram, Kijai, he has a mother, he has brothers, friends. Hmm? He has a different kind of romantic relationship with Sita than Narayan has with Lakshmi. It's peculiar. You can't enter into those, but they're standing, it stands above Vaikuntha, so to speak. And through its Lakshman, through its, um, what's her name? 
Kaushalya, yeah. Kaushalya. And mother. Um, and father, father, she had a few of them, but uh, from wives. Father, Dasarath. Hmm? And Sita, that is peculiar. These are pointing in the direction of Goloka, hmm? where these can be played out in full. And then there are three centers within Goloka. So you have the celestial Dwarka, hmm? where Krishna is perfect. Then you have the metropolitan Mathura, where Krishna is more perfect. And then you have the bucolic Braj, Vrindavan, where Krishna is most perfect. And this most perfect Krishna, in when Nautam says, Goloker Premodan Harinam Sankirtan. This Hari, why we say Hari Nam? We always saying Hari Nam. Let's do. Why don't we say Krishna Nam? Hmm? That's his name, right? Krishna. But in go in in Braj in Vrindavan, Hari is the most favorite name for Krishna. Hmm? Hari means who Harati, who steals away. Hmm? He has stolen everyone's heart. Hmm? So. Amongst themselves, he is Hari. They all, yep, I feel the same way. They are sharing notes and they they all agree. So when he says, Golokar Premodan, Hari Nam, the Nam that's coming from, not Vaikuntha, it's there also, but not even in the name of, in Ayodhya, Ram Nam there, or in Dwaraka, or in Mathura. But in Vrindavan, and this is what the Ragnatas Goswami say, Nama Shristam Api Sachiputram. The son of Sachi, Sachiputram. He is the one, as Narottam said, that brought the Prem of Hari, of Golok, of, of Vrindavan, through the medium of Hari Nam to the world. Raghunathas says, in, in respect to his guru, Nam Shrestam Api Sachiputram. Among other things, I pay my respect to my guru, from whom I have received the highest conception, Nam Shrestam, of the name hmm? Hmm? that was given by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? So, Hare Krishna Mahamantra, we've, we were speaking about a little bit the other day, it's very broad, it's very deep. Hmm? different conceptions of the name. Um, it can take you to Vaikuntha. Depends who you received from. What is the conception behind it? We want Namshrestam. Hmm? Highest conception of the name. Coming from Golok, and within Golok, this center of Vrindavan, where Krishna is most perfect. Now you may have heard that Krishna has four qualities that even Narayan doesn't have. Right? Which is one of the ways in which we make our case. Krishna's too, Bhagavan Swayam. But I'll tell you something else. Krishna in Vrindavan has qualities that even Krishna in Dwarka doesn't have, and Krishna in Mathura doesn't have. You should have thought this out. You probably have yourself, right? What are those four qualities that he, by which he's differentiated 
among other things, but by from Narayan, hmm? from God that means, he, he has Lila Madhurya, hmm? Prema Madhurya, Rupa Madhurya, Venu Madhurya. So now you know, right? In Dwarka, in Mathura, Krishna is not Venu Madhurya. When Krishna went to Mathura, hmm? That is a tragic story, of course, in the Prakat Leela, the manifest Leela on earth, which is like a trailer to the movie of the unmanifest Leela, hmm? where there are many, many stations playing all at the same time. Hmm? It's like when you go on an airplane sometimes and, and they have a screen on the back and all this can plug in any channel and they're all going on at this, playing at the same time, all starting. At any time you turn them on, they're all they're all starting. Hmm? So all the channels, it's less linear hmm? in appearance. The Prakat Leela is like a like a trailer, and it's kind of user friendly. It's more, it plays itself out more like things happen here, so to speak. Hmm? It's easier for us to relate to. But there, every movie of every 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 pastime, every assist, every part of it is starting. As soon as you turn on the channel, and of course you can go to, you, we'll all go to a particular channel, hmm, and stay there forever. Hmm? Some sampradayas that are ragmark sampradayas, they want to stay in one part of one channel, forever. Hmm? We have a particular channel too. Our channel, in brief, is. If you take the Prakat Leela at the Krishna manifest on earth from the time he's born, he goes through his Kumara age, the, right at the last part of his Kumara age, he becomes he, he, Yasoda Nandan, becomes Sridham Saka, uh, uh, the friend of Sridham. Hmm? Hmm? You understand? He who is Yasoda Nandan, whose center is his parents hmm? in the Kumara Leela, his childhood Leela, now, at the, at the he's, a, he's an early bloomer, so at the end portion of his Kumar Leela, he starts to take on boyhoodness, and so now what becomes the center of his life is his friends. Not his parents, but his friends. In fact, the parents become somewhat of an obstacle to his, who are your friends? Hmm? <laughs> and so forth. And then, of course, the he passes through the Paganda Leela into the Kishore Leela and he becomes hmm, Radhanath. Hmm, right? It's not that he's no longer the friend of Subal, Sridham, not that he's no longer the the uh, the son of Ishoda, but now his center is is different. So these are the three kind of personalities of Krishna. He's the son of Ishoda, he's the friend of Sridham, he is the lover of uh, of Radha. And these are the three centers of the 10th canto of the Bhagavatam, covered by a number of chapters focused on Vatsalya, the Damodar Leela that we celebrate this month, for example. The Sakiras centers, several, beginning with the Brahma Vimohan Leela, through 14, 12, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18th chapters of Bhagavatam. Then you have the Rasa Leela, 29 through 30, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, five chapters. And so, well, 
what are we talking about here? First, we're talking about well, the Prakat Lila moves from his Kumara to his Poganda to his Kishore, and it looks like when he reaches Poganda Kishore, Kumara is finished. That makes sense to us. That's how things work here, but it actually continues going on, right? Mm-hmm. Poganda keeps going on. The Kishore keeps going on, and so, but here it appears more linear. Mm-hmm. And, but this is just a trailer of the actual movie. Hmm? And what's making that movie go round is the parents of Krishna, the friends of Krishna, the lovers of Krishna, and Radha in particular. Hmm? So when we speak about Krishna, Hari, in Goloka, hmm? and within Goloka, in Vrindavan, we find that he is not alone. He is not alone. What does it mean? Probably you say, Krishna is not alone. He's never alone. When we refer to Krishna, we, we refer to Krishna as he appears under the Influence of Sakiras, under the influence of Madhuriras, under the influence of Vatsaliras,a or Dasiras, but Dasiras of Goloka is tinged with Sakya, so we'll leave it at that. Sakya, Vatsalya, Madhurya. Hmm? So, what is this? Hmm? This is a, a, a this is that sea of subjectivity. Hmm? that we call the Swarup Shakti, or the internal energy of Bhagavan, that is like the sea of subject, sea of potentiality, I should say, sea of potentiality that the Maya Shakti is. We have the two environments. So there's a Maya Shakti, hmm, and it takes shapes, right? Hmm? So the Swarup Shakti is a sea of potentialities as well. There are parameters to what it is, so it has some objectivity that we call it rasatattva. One of the parameters, well, Krishna, or one of his forms has to be the center, right, of the affection, of the feelings, and it goes on from there, of course. So, what is Sakiras? What is Madhuriras? There is some objectivity to that. Hmm? Um, at the same time, it's a, it's a feeling. And Krishna... The form of Krishna corresponds with those different feelings. So there's this rup. You cannot separate. The point is, Krishna from his rup shakti. So that means that there are Krishna's not alone. That means that there are others there hmm, that are one with him. And well, different from him at the same time. Enough for there to be this rapport, right? So the point I'm making is that that there are Let's call them souls, okay? Entities that are constituted of that internal energy. And they are part of the very makeup of Krishna. Without them, without Sridham, there is no Krishna as he appears with his Sakiras qualities, <laughs> somersaulting and, and frolicking and hurrying and Without Yashoda Nanda, hmm? 
without or the extent to which what we call this, this internal energy, Swarup Shakti, is not manifest, and we're moving away from even God having a form and equalities, what to speak of leelas, to that the bottom kind of in, of the spiritual side, the, the Paravyam, back to that, Nirvishesh Brahma. So it's very important to us, this Swarup Shakti. Hmm. Bhakti is constituted of the Sarup Shakti. It's the it's the height. The, it's, it's really what it's all about. Hmm. It's making the whole spiritual world go round. Hmm. Sarup Shakti is giving form to the absolute. Sound, well, it sounds like Krishna didn't have a form, and then, no, you know, it's not, don't think of it like that. Hmm. Hmm. He has Sarup Shakti, therefore he has a form. Hmm. We can say his Sarup Shakti is within him, and it is. It has two aspects. It is his Swarup, his form, and his splendor, which is the whole of Vaikuntha then. Hmm? And all of the paraphernalia and the people. Hmm? Or the prominent paradigmatic people that represent the basic uh, sentiments and that in which we can have a relationship with with Bhagawan. Hmm? What I mean by that is everything is in Golok. Everything is in Vrindavan within Golok. When Krishna went to Mathura hmm, to go to the Prakatli, there's a lesson worth, worth mentioning here for a moment. When Krishna went to Mathura, hmm, he, and then he, he wanted to go back. It's a long story. He, he chose to send Uddhava, and he realized, he said, you know what I've realized, he told Uddhava? I realized that the people of Mathura are reflections of the people of Vrindavan. Krishna had a realization. He said, because when I'm in Vrindavan, I never think of the people in Mathura. But when I'm in Mathura, I'm always thinking back of the people in Vrindavan. So all of the means the principal entourage, the associates of Krishna that are constituted of a Sarup Shakti, like an Uddhava, for example, like a Narada, for example, in, in Dwaraka, is a reflection of somebody like who? Madhu Mangal in this case, in Vrindavan. Just like Krishna is partially manifest in Mathura and partially manifest, even to a, we could say to a lesser extent, in Vrindavan, in, in Dwaraka. So his associates from Vrindavan are with him hmm, in corresponding forms. And I was saying, and I should go back to that, hmm, that when Krishna went to Mathura, another lesson, hmm? what did he do with his flute? Right? Because Venu Madhurya is one of his qualities. And it's and Krishna in Mathura doesn't have Venu. So Venu Krishna, where is he? Hmm. <laughs> Venu Krishna, he, ha, he this is Vrindavan Krishna. Hmm? These four qualities, this is Vrindavan Krishna. Yeah, Rupa Madhurya. But Venu Madhurya? Hmm? He didn't have Venu. 
he when he when he went when he when it was by force of circumstances it was determined by his own genius that an insight that he had to stay in Dwarka or Mathura. It's a very complex uh, affair. Hmm? Very interesting. Um, but without going into any depth of that at the moment, he sent his friends who came with him, hmm? and we could talk about this on another night, but back to Vrindavan hmm? to somewhat take along with the burden of their own separation, the burden of those separated by Madhurya in Madhuriras and, and Batsaliras. This is some a special um, feature or aspect of, of Sakiras. We don't have time to go into it here. But Nanda Maharaj, he said when he was asking Krishna, What will your friends do? What 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 will what will your what will your mother do? Hmm? He said, What will the cows do? He didn't ask what the gopis would do because Krishna's not supposed to have a relationship with them. For that, he had to secretly take Subal aside and and give him a letter and so forth. But when he asked what, what the cows would do, Krishna had given answers, how to pacify my mother, how to pacify the the servants and so forth. He said, well, cows, they're different. They they can see a little bit, distinguished by form, but they're more uh, attuned by, by to identifying through sound and through smell. So... Stoka Krishna looks like me, one of his friends, but he's just smaller. So I want to take my some of my cloth and put it on him that has my my smell on it, and uh, and give him my flute, and then play the flute and sit near them, and they'll then they'll feel that I'm there. So he sent his flute back. So he's not being a Madhurya and Matura. You can question, is he Lila Madhurya? Is he Prema Madhurya? There's no Rasa dance in Dwarka. Hmm? That's Prema Madhurya. That's Lila Madhurya. Hmm? There's no Sakya. Hmm? Rasa either. Hmm? Hmm? Full. There's some, I should say, by Arjun, but there's not the full face of it. Hmm? Um, so, this is again. This is we are interested in, 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 in when we speak of these four qualities. We're interested in this Krishna. We're interested in the Matura Lila and the Dwarka Lila as much as they reflect back on and tell us something about the Lila and Braj. That's their whole purpose. We study the Bhagavatam carefully. So, in Braj, there is Krishna. And then there are his associates. Hmm? And they're constituted of the Sarup Shakti. Let me give you an example that will really bring this point home. It's an important point. And there's a lot of confusion about this around the world in the Gaudiya community. Hmm? What I'm saying to you is that there are paradigmatic figures in Krishna Leela that are that Krishna won't exist without. Hmm? And they're constituted of his Swarup Shakti, which is his own. They're not constituted of Tatasta Shakti or Maya Shakti. Tatasta Shakti has a has a defect comparatively, right? It could come under the influence of Maya Shakti. Hmm? Krishna's not constituted of something that has that tendency. Hmm? No, that would be problematic, right? Hmm? 
but he is constituted in an interpenetrating sense with his Swarup Shakti. We say that Krishna and his Shaktis are one and different. Well, he's more different than one with his Maya Shakti. And he's more one than different with his Swarup Shakti. So, to underscore the point that there are beings, entities, hmm, devotees, constituted of Swarup Shakti, who are paradigmatic figures, who embody the very prem that we seek and are Nitya Krishna Prem, hmm, eternally existing embodiments, personifications of the ideal hmm, that we seek, without which there wouldn't be a cow-herding Krishna, there wouldn't be a son of Isoda, and so forth. Hmm. I'll cite a verse for you, and you'll appreciate it, I'm sure. Sarup Damodar Goswami says, what? And Krishna's Kaviras has cited this verse in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Radha Krishna Pranai Vikritihir Ladini Shakti Rasmad Radha is one word. Krishna Pranai Vikriti. This is a compound word. Don't try to break it up. That will be a mistake. It's a compound word. Hmm. Krishna Pranayasya hmm. Vikriti. Hmm. It means Krishna. Pranay means love. Hmm. The love of Krishna. Vikriti means transformation. The transformation of the love of Krishna. Hmm. Radha Krishna Pranay Vikriti Ladini Shakti Rasmad, known as Ladini. This Swarup Shakti has three kind of elemental constituents Sandini, Samvit, Ladini. In the broad sense, it means existence, cognizance, and love, bliss, affection, feeling. Sandini, existential, is contained within some of it and more. You could exist but not know, but you can't exist, can't know and not exist. So existing is contained within some of it, knowing and more. And some of it and Ladini are, excuse me, some of it and Sandini knowing, cognizance, and existence being are contained within Ladini and more because you can't love hmm, and not be aware, cognizant, hmm, and not exist. Right? So Ladini is the full face, then you can say, of the Surup Shakti. So she who is Swayam Shakti, who stands next to Swayam Bhagavan, the original Shakti, her name is Radha. She is a transformation of love of Krishna known as Ladini. Mm -hmm. And of course the verse goes on to say, and that one Krishna, who's two, as Radha and Krishna, has again become one in the form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is bringing Harinam, to the world, hmm? and through that medium, 
the brain of Golok, hmm, distributing it. Hmm? So, the point is what? Radharani is not a jiva. Tatasta jiva. <laughs> okay. So we got it now. There's somebody there along with Krishna who's not like who's not one of us. Hmm? But she's very sympathetic to us. Hmm? We are also chit. We're also cognizant. We also exist. We, we, we have a capacity to know we exist, and, we, and that will never change. We're not subject to non-existing. <laughs> we have a capacity to know. We have a capacity to love. We're kind of a weak, weak form of, uh, of this sarup shakti, uh, in, 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 in a sense. Often, probably just to say we're quantitatively different. Shudamarsh used to say, and qualitatively too. Hmm. That was like, okay, yeah, we then probably kept it a little simple, but yeah, that's true. Qualitatively different as well. Hmm? So Radharani's not like that. Hmm? So we have entities constituted purely of Sarup Shakti. Radha's one. Who's another? Nanda, Yashoda, Lalita. Vishaka, Subal, Sridam, Raktak, Patrak, the paradigmatic figures. Hmm? We have another name for them given by Rupa Goswami. It's Ragatmika. They have Rag, which means attachment. It means, this, this means in a positive sense because it's attachment to Krishna. Hmm? In, in love, that's inborn. Hmm? Vishnu Chakritakwa says, they have a Nadi Siddha Sanskar. Hmm? They have impressions that have no origin. It's kind of odd because an impression seem, would seem like you know somebody has to impress it for it to be there. But they have anadi impressions hmm, that are perfect, that drive them. Hmm. They are love of Krishna. Hmm. They are romantic love of Krishna. They are fraternal love of Krishna. They are parental love of Krishna. These forms of prem, well, that's what they are. They have prem has love has form, has a shape. Hmm. Is the idea. Hmm. And this is, and, and of course, the measure of the prem is the distance between Vrindavan and Mathura, Mathura and Dwarka, Dwarka and, and the whole of Golok and Ayodhya, Ayodhya and Baikuntha, and so forth. Hmm. So. Now, if we move from Golok back to Vaikuntha, I said we had to come back there, right? Hmm. How we go back there? One significant thing about about Vrindavan also is Balaram. Very significant feature. Hmm. This is he is the personification of Sakirasa. It's very interesting that Krishna has what's called um, Prabhav Prakash in Vrindavan. That means he manifests forms that are exact replicas of himself in the context of, of the Leela. So that, for example, when sitting down for a picnic lunch, it can appear as if he's sitting next to each cowherd boy. And in fact, he is. And each one thinks he's sitting next to me. Wow. 
Hmm? And each one is right. And each one doesn't know that he's sitting next to all of them at the same time. Or in the rasa dance, he's with each gopi. Hmm? And each one thinks, he's with me now. And he is. Hmm? This is why he's the center. We can't do that, right? <laughs> he can do that. Hmm? Right? Uh, every cowherd boy thinks he loves me the most, and everyone is right. Hmm. Hmm. What is the point? So, so this is called Prabhav Prakash. But now there's one Bhaibhav Prakash in Vrindavan, which is Krishna himself, a form of Krishna, another face of Krishna, who's exactly like him in form, but different in emotional composition hmm? and and his he exists for the purpose of friendship hmm? it's very interesting that another form of the godhead himself the center is in the center of the centers hmm? brindaban and for the purpose of friendship so it, it's no small thing hmm? fraternal love is, is is no small thing and balram not a small person Mm-hmm. Right? So, when Krishna, and of course, he, he is a special kind of friend. So he's a friend of Krishna, the best friend of Krishna, and he he has bundled together with his friendship some dasya and some vatsalya that enables him to sometimes act as a slightly parental looking over Krishna and sometimes be astounded by the by how extraordinary Krishna is like in Brahma Vimohan Leela. We call it Brahma Vimohan Leela. It's Balaram Vimohan Leela. Hmm? Balaram when he realized what had, had taken place what Krishna had done he was shocked and he began he offered prayers to the Shakti of Krishna. He's got powers even I didn't know about. I had never seen such powers in him. Hmm? So he presides then, if you will, over over Dasiras, over Vatsaliras, and over Sakiras, but predominantly the friend. So it's very significant. And when Krishna manifests as Maturesh Krishna, Krishna Matura, for those leaders, of course, this Vasudev Krishna, Balaram goes with him. Hmm? Hmm? That's called Mool. Sankarshan for Leela. Now when the two go to Dwarka, hmm, then the addition of Aniruddha and Pradyumna. This is called a Vyuha, the Chatur Vyuha. Hmm? This Chatur Vyuha, it's a very complex and esoteric concept, but really the Chatur Vyuha, Vasudev, Sankarshan, um, Pradyumna and Aniruddha, they preside over the Antakarana, which means the 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 chitta, the hankar, the uh, buddhi, and manas. Hmm? Chitta means, as I sometimes said, I become aware of a sound. Buddhi means I discriminate. What is it? You know, it's a flute. And manas says, I like it or I don't like it. Hmm? And hankar is, of course, the identity. That has these features, hmm? so the identity is pretty big part of this. And Mool Sankarshan, he presides over 
ankar. Ankar, we usually talk about it with a negative, a negative connotation, but it, it's a, it, it's what makes the eye. Mm-hmm. So Krishna also has a, a hankar, mm-hmm. and um, and a manas and a chitta. He has a subtle body and a gross body, and 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 he, and he is his body, and so on and so forth. So, so for Leela, we have this chaturvyuha, right? Mm-hmm. Then, if we go from Golok to Vaikuntha, well, this chaturvyuha goes and surrounds Narayan and Vaikuntha. These four, they surround him. Mm-hmm. Like extensions of his Ankar, Chitta, Manas, Buddhi, in Baikuntha. Hmm. Now, Narayan, in Baikuntha, he is relishing Leela with his devotees in Dasya and in Shantarasa. Hmm. Most of the devotees, you can say, are in Shantarasa. But there's an infinite number of each type. So, we're back to that problem. Hmm? So, for example, there are four types of mukti in Vaikuntha. Salokya, Sharsti, Samipya, Sarupya, and Samipya. So, Salokya means to live on the same planet as God. You can see why this is Vaikuntha, because in Vrindavan and Goloka, they don't think... I'm living on the planet of God. Wow. This is great. That's not how they feel at all. Hmm? So this is a type of Vaikuntha liberation. But it's more char- char- characteristically, the way that plays out is in meditation. Hmm? It's an eternal meditation. Salokya, Sarupya, having a form like God. Sarupya, form like God. Sarasti, opulence is like God. None of these speak about active service. Samipya is to be a personal attendant. So three out of the four are more characteristically in Shantarasa. And Samipya then Dasiras. So you can say there's more in Shant, but then each one there's infinite number of, every, of all of them. So these are the types of Mukti. Hmm? Very extraordinary. It's a very very uh, overtly transcendent place. Hmm? Things happen very differently, very, very differently there than here. It's not like Golok where it's human-like. Hmm? It's otherworldly-like Entirely, you really know you're there. In Goloka, you got to pinch yourself and think, "Am I really here?" And, uh, hmm. in, like in Gorli, also they're pinching themselves. Is, is he? Is, is this Krishna? Am I his associate? Or am I not? A, am I a sadhaka? It's very confusing. But in, there's no confusion in Vaikuntha. I'm in the kingdom of God. Oh my God! Hmm. And so. It's real nice. <laughs> Ryan is 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 uh, complete, completely full. No, nothing lacking in him. He's only interacting in krida play with his associates. 
it's different than the play and it's not Lila Maduria. It's not sweet, but there's interaction. I mean, how many pastimes in Orion do you know about? Okay, so there, made my point. I'm going to give a class on that. Lila Kata for Narayan and would be limited comparatively. So, so something's going on there, right? And Narayan's full and happy. But there's one thing, Chaitanya Charitamrita says, there's one thing that Narayan does outside of his own world, hmm? or let's say he wants to do, which is what? He wants to give mukti, bestow mukti, bestow salokya, sarsti, samipya, sarupya, and the preem of Vaikuntha. But there's no one to bestow it on. In other words, he is compassionate. It's kind of hard to be compassionate to anybody in Vaikuntha. <laughs> they have no needs. <laughs> they're, they're living in the planet of the God, everything, you know, uh, everything's perfect, right? So to bestow mukti, for him to have that dimension, that lower dimension <laughs> of love, compassion. Hmm. How this is going to be accomplished? Hmm. Well, whatever he sattasankalpa, whatever he wants happens. Hmm. Right? So, this is a not as something that begins at a certain time, but he has this side of himself. Hmm. And so, what we find in Chaitanya Charitamrita, which describes this, hmm, that he only plays, but there's one thing he does for the people, for, and this is, he wants to bestow it. What we, what we find there, a very nice couple of verses. Uh, uh, Krishna Das writes what he says, Jiva nam tastak akya ek shakti hoy mahasankarshan jivera ashray. Then he says, "This, well, this, what this says is there's a there's one shakti. There's the there's something called jiva. Jiva is is known by the name tatasta. Jiva tatastakya ek shakti hai. It is one shakti. Mahasankarshan jivera ashray. And Mahasankarshan, remember who he is now. He's the chaturvyuha, presiding over a hunkar." In Vaikuntha, there's four there. He's one of them. Hmm? And he is an expansion of Baladev, right? Balaram, the original Baiba Prakash. Hmm? What, is he, what is that original Baiba Prakash doing? He is t- completely tuned into Krishna. That's Balaram. Hmm? He's completely tuned into Krishna as a friend. Hmm? The Dasya component of Balaram. We see that more in relation to the forms of Krishna that express Aishvarya, hmm? like Narayan. So there he is as Mahasankarshan. And Narayan has a desire to bestow compassion. So who's going to do it? Who's going who's to make it happen? Mahasankarshan raises his hand. I'll take care of that. Hmm? I'm here for that. Hmm? So what Chaitanya Charitamrita says is that the jiva known as the Tasta Shakti, hmm, has its origin in Mahasankarshan. Hmm. Now, Mahasankarshan is in Vaikuntha. So that means that there are Tatasta Shakti Jivas in Vaikuntha. 
You said that there was these Sarup Shakti beings, but there are also Tatasta Shakti Jivas that that manifest from Mahasankarshan, but they're imbued always with Bhakti and the Sarup Shakti because that's all there is there. That's the environment. Hmm? Garuda is said to be one of them. Hmm? And what this shows us is that that's why they're called Tatasta. Because in terms of the two worlds, Maya Shakti and Sarup Shakti, they can live on either side. They could live on either side. So it's good if you could say that. But could you give us an example? Yeah, there are examples. Hmm? They come from Mahasankarshan. Hmm? And they're Tatasta Shakti Jivas. They show us it's possible to live there, hmm? to, preside, to, to, to reside there. Hmm? Nourished by the Surup Shakti, then participate just like the Surup Shakti does in Leela with, with Bhagwan. Hmm? Right? Hmm. Now, Mahasankarshan is doing this in Baikunta. He's not doing this in Goloka. Mahasankarshan is not manifesting Tatasta Shakti Jivas in Golok, in Vrindavan. He's doing it in Baikunta. Hmm? There are Tatasta Shakti Jivas in Golok, but they come from Harinam Sankirtan. <laughs> As Narutama said, right? It's starting to see how special that opportunity is. Hmm? Where we're going and where we are. So, what happens? So, Mahasankarshan, okay, he's the shelter of all the uh, Tatasta Shakti. But Narayan has a desire to bestow Mukti. Hmm? And so, Krishnadas goes on to say, the next verse, what? He says that with with Yanghar Vishvot Pati, Yanghara Pralai, Yanghara Pralai. That Sei Purushaira, that Purusha, Purusha means there's three Purushas Mahavishnu. Gabbadaksha Vishnu, Shiradaksha Vishnu, these are the Purushas. That Purusha, who's in charge of the manifesting the world and contracting it hmm, back within himself, that's Mahavishnu, hmm, he's also sheltered under Mahasankarshan. Hmm. Sankarshan, Samashrai. Hmm. Say Purusher, that Purusha, who manifests the world and brings it back with him, hmm, Sankarshan Samashrai. He's complete also under the shelter. That means that now we have the Tatasta Shakti has its origins in Mahasankarshan. And we also have what? The Purusha. Mahavishnu has his origin in Mahasankarshan. It means Mahasankarshan is the avatar of Mahasankarshan. Mahavishnu, the avatar of Mahasankarshan. He's the original, the first avatar. Hmm? The avatar means we've been all in the spiritual world only. There have only been expansions of Krishna in different forms. Now there's this descent from the Tripad Vibhuti into the Ekapad Vibhuti. Hmm? Into the world of time and space and the constraints of Maya Shakti. Bhagavatam goes on to say hmm? in the second canto, same thing. Hmm? Mahavishnu is the source of all the moving and non-moving living beings in the world, and kala and senses, and it goes through a whole list of all the things. That means 
this Maya Shakti. Krishna is not the source of the Maya Shakti. Krishna is the source of the Maya Shakti in the form of the Mah- of Mahavishnu. He says in the Gita that I have the seed-giving father, I plant the, the, the jivas in the world. This is He's speaking about his Purushabhatar, right? Sometimes Krishna says, I do this, I do that. you got to, you know, put the dots, what do they say? Connect the dots, you know. This in my form of my Purusha avatar. Saikshata, he glanced. Eku Bahusham, the one become many. There are statements like this throughout all the scriptures. Hmm? This is all speaking about Mahavishnu. He is the source of Tatasta Shakti Jivas as a partial manifestation of Mahasankarshan in this world. Hmm? That's what it means when Chaitanya Charitamrita says, Jivera Swarupoi Krishna Nityadas. That's what it means. That, that's, that says, every Jivera, all the Jivas are eternal servants of Krishna. Don't translate that. All the servants are inherently in Dasaras for Krishna. Hmm? <laughs> that's not what it's saying at all. Hmm? It's saying. <laughs> All the jivas are subordinate to Krishna. He's the Purusha, their Prakriti. Hmm? He maintains, they're being maintained. Hmm? He's the center, they are sustained by the center. They, they, uh, he's the enjoyer, they're, they're the servant. Hmm? It's, a very, it's a very broad statement. Same thing is stated by Jiva Goswami in Paramatma Sundarbha when he talks about the Jiva and he has different qualities of the Jiva and the last thing he says is what? Sesha Bhuta Parasyavai hmm? That's why all living beings have this kind of we kind of sense like we're all looking for our source. What was Brahma doing? There was nobody to talk to they just looked for a source but if you talk to somebody else they, they both agree where do we come from? <laughs> What are we about? Let's check our DNA on the internet here. What's our heritage, and where do we, where do we come from? Um, everybody has a natural affinity in a broad sense like this for their source, and our source is the Paramatma. Hmm? So some general kind of affinity, and that's why human beings are always like positing some. They tend to. <laughs> uh, the idea of God is fairly prominent. Some people are against the idea, but they also try to posit meaning and purpose and so forth. But anyway, we have this affinity, natural affinity. We don't have prame for Krishna in us, but we have some affinity for our source. Hmm? Makes us susceptible to meeting our maker hmm? and more. Hmm? Meeting our maker and more. So, what's the more? That is Goloka Premodan. Harinam Sankirtan, because the normal course is Mahasankarshan, hmm, excuse me, Mahavishnu manifests the worlds, right? And the world means the Maya Shakti, and he invests the subjectivity of the jivas into the so called objective sea of potentiality, hmm, and the world starts to manifest, right? take a shape from our vantage point of perception and we interact with it and so forth. Why does he do it? Well, he does it out of love. He does it out of fullness. He he is an 
is part of what we what the, the, that compassion of Narayan. It's a leela. It's called Trishti leela, leela of creation. And so the world manifests. This is our source, Mahavishnu ki jai. And and then you know he he sees. Well, unfortunately, there's a problem here. <laughs> Because they're like me, but they're small, and in their smallness and weakness, they're prone to be influenced by Maya Shakti. So he avatars further, right? Hmm? All the avatars come through him. Leela avatars, Guna avatars, uh, Yuga avatars. And one Yuga avatar appearing in Kali Yuga, well, Krishna and Golok, he had a problem hmm? trying to understand who is this Radha? We were trying to figure it out ourselves a little earlier. We took help from Srupadamadar, and Mahaprabhu himself took help from Srupadamadar to understand who is Radha. Hmm? But in the context of trying to understand who is Radha and what is her, her experience of himself and so forth, that is the genesis of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the Goloka or Premodhan, Harinam Sankirtan, means that from Golok is very far from from where we are as Manifest from Mahavishnu in the tree, Ekapad Vibhuti. Hmm? Hmm. The normal course would be we are in this world, Mahavishnu has no beginning, the world has no beginning, the world is, it's, 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 it's what's out there and who's asking the question. So it has an objective and a subjective component, the Maya Shakti and the Jeev Shakti. And the glue that keeps them together is karma. Hmm? That's the force. But there's also the force of bhakti in the world. That's why avatars are coming, coming, coming. Hmm? For bhaktas. Hmm? For bhaktas, coming for them. And when they come to pick up the bhaktas, the bhaktas are bringing some of the people along with them to a certain point. Hmm? Then the avatar comes again. For them. And the normal course is that these avatars coming from Narayan, hmm, they're bringing everybody to Vaikuntha, which is what he wanted, right? To bestow mukti, to give salokya, shasti, sarupya, samipya, and anarpi to charim charat karunayabhati nakalo, samarpa itam unatojala rasam sabhakti sriyam, hari purata sundra duti kadamba sandipitaha. Sadharya Kandares Puratova Sachinandan Jai Sachinandan Jai Sachinandan Jai Gorhari. What did he do? He came to give something not Sarupya, not Salokya, not Sarsti, not Samipya, not something that's ever been given before. Anarpita Samarpitum Anarpita Chirim Charat Karunayavata Inakalo Samarpita Samarpitam Unatojala Rasam Sabhakti Sriyam. Unato Ujala. He gave access to Goloka and within Goloka to Vrindavan and within Vrindavan to the very thing that's driving his whole life, Radha's love for him. Not even Ujwal Rasa. Unato Ujwala. A special kind of Madhurya Rasa. This is the this is the, this is the this is the love of of Narutam Thakur. Hmm? <laughs> this is this kind of a love. Hmm? 
Radha, what does he say? Radha Krishna, Radha Krishna, Radha Krishna, Pranamore, Yugala Kishore. He's taken Radha and put her up along with Krishna as the dual object of love in Bhakti Rasa. So, we tribute to Narutam Thakur. He can take us from where we are to such a, such a long distance of feeling. How do we feel now? And how does how do the, how do the gopis feel? How do the gopas feel? That's the distance we have to go. That's all. Hmm? And how how we go? Not too far. How we go? We have to hear about them. They're very nice. Hmm? They're so attractive. Their 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 interaction with one another is so heart melting, endearing. You have to hear that from someone has some feeling for that. Hmm? And then it will create a samskar in us. Oh, I want to feel like that. I, I, that's right there. I'd like to go right in there. Hmm? And it's inviting. Come. Hmm? Just leave your shoes at the door. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm very attracted. How attracted are you? Are you willing to leave that behind? Because you can't take it with you. Yes. Hmm? I will change. Keep hearing, keep hearing. That's hmm. so rich. It's the Premadhan. There in Golok, there are so many meditative descriptions of Vrindavan with jeweled palaces, coral pillars, diamond ghats, hmm, and so forth. What's all that, right? Hmm? It's saying you can get diamonds in a hardware store there. Hmm? Instead of bags of concrete, <laughs> you get bags of coral. Yeah. Hmm? Along the forest floor, you could find rubies and 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 and, and, and emeralds and so forth, such as that, such as that place. Hmm? What is its wealth, Prem? And all of that Prem is in His name. Harinam ki jai, Anutam Thakur ki jai, Gaur Bhakti Vrinda ki jai, Gaur Premanandi.